0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Gwen's DM. I am your host, Gwen Mashiko. A few weeks ago, I recorded an episode on self-care and how to take care of yourself. And I actually mentioned a very funny line where I said, I wish I was on maternity leave. Well, in this episode, I am going to discuss the cost of having a bundle of joy. Basically, the cost of having a baby. Welcome to Queen's DM. All information and opinions provided on this episode are of a general nature and are not intended to address circumstances of any individual. Please note that I am not acting as a financial advisor or providing financial advice to anyone. Any representation or opinion is provided for information purposes only. These are my personal views and do not represent the views held by my employer. So guys, usually on Sundays around 9 a.m. till 10 a.m., I listen to Lisedy FM and I listen to my favorite Sunday radio show, hosted by the legendary Ndade Tusomutawu. A few months ago, around September, on his Sunday show, he touched a lot of nerves when he used Kaspar as an example and went on to mock people who have unplanned babies. I'm actually going to share a clip of this, just a snippet. Those who understand Sisutu will get it. having a child can be an exciting experience well i don't have a child personally but i mean like i see it on the gram i see it with some of my friends that have kids it looks like it's exciting good stuff right However, it's no secret that babies are very expensive. If your budget is already tight, having a baby will put an additional strain on your finances. Even though the cost of raising a child is different for each person, because obviously different people have different finances, have different expenses, have different income streams. But you can always plan to reduce the impact on your budget and your and on your finances. Those who know me personally might know that I don't have a child. However, I don't know what tomorrow holds and I believe in planning. I usually read and listen to a lot of financial articles and podcasts. The number one advice that is given is always to have a conversation with people who already have kids this will give you an idea of what expenses to expect especially from someone who has recently had that bundle of joy as part of your planning it is very important to think about the day-to-day costs of a baby such as nepis malayri amapampas food because kids eat a lot medicine because oh my god the small babies get sick, and sometimes you won't know what's wrong with them. Also, if you are, you are a working parent, you need to think about the cost of a nanny or a crutch. I mean, like, the list is endless, guys. So let's unpack some of the costs and how I think you can actually plan for it. Firstly, let's start with medical bills. The process must start the minute you are considering having a baby or the minute you find out that you are pregnant. As part of your pre-birth planning, you need to take into consideration medical aid, hospital bills, and medical bills. Those who have medical aids know that certain medical aids might be limited or might not cover everything. So it is always important to confirm with your medical aid if your preferred gynee, pediatrician, or hospital forms part of the preferred network of healthcare professionals covered by the medical aid. This will really help reduce your overall costs and making sure that you don't cough out additional cash because obviously if you use a medical provider that is outside of your network you might actually have to cover additional costs so consider medical bills when you are thinking about that bundle of joy moving right along now let's talk about emergency fund it's not only when you are planning for your families or when you are saving for black tags, but do you have an emergency fund my friend If you don't already have that rainy day fund, now it's the perfect time to start. Maternity leave is not always paid in full, especially when it's more than four months. Make sure you have saved up enough money for the extra two unpaid months of that maternity leave. Having at least three or six months worth of your expenses covered is a great place to start. So you don't want to find yourself frustrated and stranded while you are trying to take care of your child. You need to make sure that you've got an emergency fund for when the child gets sick, out of the blue, or even when you are on maternity leave when you still need to go and purchase some of the small items for your baby emergency fund my darling here guys 18 years is a long time and that's if your child finishes school in record time I mean the cost of education is one of the biggest ticket items for parents one of the decisions that you would need to make as a parent is to decide whether you want to send your child to a government school or to a private school Those who know me will tell you how much I love Kingsmead College and Red Hill College. Oh my word, I love those schools. I follow them on Instagram, on Facebook, and the school fees is so expensive. I mean, I think Red Hill College is on the top 10 list of the most expensive private schools in South Africa, and we all know that the cost of private school is more than double that of a government school. Hence when people ask me, Titi, when are you having a child, my response is always standard and is always that, darling relax, I am still saving for school fees. (laughs) Education funds don't always apply to to university fees, to be honest. A few years ago, I had a conversation with one of my colleagues and they told me that they decided to cancel or to cash in on their children's education fund and actually purchase property with that money because the lady said that she realized that actually this money that she's put in the education fund is not gaining interest. It's not growing at the rate that she expected and she realized that she'd be in big trouble when her child needs to go to varsity so she looked at an asset that is appreciating in value and that would actually give her more returns which is property in this case so then come the time for her child to go to varsity she will sell the property and use the proceeds to actually fund her child's education and i must say guys i really love this idea and I will definitely consider it as part of my planning the day that I decide to be somebody else's mother. Yo guys, oh my God, it sounds like there's a lot of things to consider, Kaizini. There are also a few specific life circumstances that you may need to consider. And there are some things that you need to plan for, such as estate planning as this will also play a big part in providing for your child's future should you die. (laughs) You need to write down or to adjust your will the minute your child is born. I mean, because tragic things happen. You can ensure that your child is taken care of if one or both of the parents pass away. In your will, you can also consider to appoint a legal guardian for your child so that the courts don't have to or you don't have to leave your child with a complete stranger. Remember that your will is one part of estate planning. But that is definitely a good place to start, my darling. Let me just ask you a question. Do you have a will? I had a conversation with a colleague of mine A few months ago, and we started talking about having a will, and I told her about Capital Legacy. This was recommended by a good friend of mine, Dudu, a few years ago, and I actually took up a policy with Capital Legacy and let them draft my will. This was interesting because as I was having a conversation with Lesijo, she also said, yeah, my financial advisor actually recommended Capital Legacy and I wasn't familiar with them and I was still reading up on them. So basically the reason that her financial advisor had recommended Capital Legacy is because with this company, when you have a child, they can open up a trust for your baby. I will actually share a link of Capital Legacy's website if you guys want to go and open and check and maybe read up on their policies just to educate yourself, you know. And also other things that you need to consider. And it's something that I think people actually tend to forget the minute they have a child. You need to remember to update your beneficiaries, and to add your child in your life insurance, pension fund, retirement funds. So you need to make sure that your child is covered. Even if you have a second, third, fourth child, always remember to update your will, to update your life insurance, pension fund, and retirement fund. With 18 years or more until your bundle of joy moves out of your house. If they ever will, my darling. (laughs) Time would seem to be on your side as a parent, right? But as the saying goes, one blink and they are all grown up. Honestly, the minute that you have a child or the minute that you start thinking of a child, it is a perfect time to also start thinking about how you can set up your family for financial success. As mentioned, I listen to a lot of financial podcasts and I read a lot of financial articles. I actually listened to a podcast. I will share the link to the podcast and I read another article which spoke about the benefits of having a tax-free saving account or a tax-free investment account. And in both instances, the parents actually said that they have opened tax-free investments for their children in their children's name. So in South Africa, we know that on your child's birth certificate, they have an ID number the minute they are born. So what these parents have done is that they are using the current lifetime limit of the child, which is currently at 500000 and they invest Annually, The annual limit, which is 36000 annually. So they are setting their kids up while they are still young and saving in tax-free savings or tax-free investments. I must say, I also like this suggestion. And this is something that I honestly want to consider. This is something that I need to write down in my life plan, in my life book. So that I remember that I need to also set up a tax-free investment or a tax-free saving account for my little one the day the little one comes. Okay. Adding a new member to your family comes with a lengthy list of responsibilities. So... Don't try to do them all at once. Prioritize and tackle the most important items on your financial to-do list first. Whatever you decide, find a certified financial planner and they will guide you on the best way to save and plan for your bundle of joy. Because Mina, my darling, I am not yet a mother no, a certified financial advisor or financial planner so i'm not in a position to tell you what to do i am just sharing what i've read what i've what i've learned from the various podcasts till next time bye